In Mexico City, we follow an imposter that moonlights as a luchadora, leaving behind a trail of abuelas. Juana, que hiciste? Welcome back to What Did You Do? I'm the Luscious D. That's almost a bit more mature. See, you almost had me. You almost had me thinking you were going to do Because right. I said Luscious? It's too much like wrong for you. I don't know. <laughs> this is Charnel. And yes, we are back and we are on time. And I love it. Always when you call. Always on. Okay, I'll stop. What? Was that the right lyrics? Yeah. For the Shanti? Yeah. And Javu? Yeah. And Harule? Oh, yeah, we're doing that. Because we're going south of the border today, so... <laughs> I forgive me in advance to anyone I may or may not offend trying my best to speak Spanish or say Spanish words, towns, names, places. And I'm essentially leaving it all up to Charnel to pronounce all these towns because I could barely do English. So I look. took seven whole years of Spanish from middle school through high school and somehow probably still going to get it wrong. I failed all seven years of mine during grade school. Oh, grade school? Grade school, that's yeah. You high said- school, I did French. Oh, I see. In grade school, I don't remember. I switched it up. We had uh, language arts is what they <laughs> what it was called. <laughs> it wasn't English class or anything like that. But good for you. I mean, you went to a, you must have gone to a good school. You had money. <laughs> remember, school? I lived in a house. <laughs> <laughs> you would never let me I live that house. down. You would never let me live that down. I was like, okay, because some of us lived in apartments. <laughs> that's not what I meant. <laughs> but it's what you said, <laughs> and that's what matters. Yes, but uh, how have you been since we're back? It's been two weeks. It hasn't been two weeks since I've seen you, I don't think. No, but. no. We see each other just a little bit more now. Yeah, it's nice because yeah. we, we do big things. Where so how you been? I've been good. Like a little bit of warm weather and I don't know how to act and that's what it is. Mm-hmm. Like sunlight, naked, outside. They're lucky I'm keeping my clothes on at work. So <laughs> <laughs> I walked outside. I said 55. <laughs> Immediately started unbuttoning my shirt. Like, whoo. <laughs> For like new listeners, we're New Englanders, so we never know what weather we're gonna right. get. We're like, gonna get a quote unquote nor'easter one day, and the next day it'd be seventy five degrees yeah. in the middle of February, and we're just like, so climate change is a hoax. <laughs> well, what I hate is like having to turn on and off my heat all the time. Oh, I leave that's frustrating. Mine turns on once it drops below like a certain temperature. It just kick. It's not it's an old house, but it it works for what it is, and it just kicks on. And sometimes it kicks on. I wake up in the morning like. <laughs> so I go to wake. I go to bed in Connecticut and wake up in Miami because this is everything's gonna be pronounced in Spanish. <laughs> we're gonna we're doing it. That <laughs> I should we should have intro with that. Me llamo es Charnel. I'm also doing sign language with it. I like always my name say like Charnel. one word: azul, azul, azul. I don't know Blue? anything. Yes, I don't. <laughs> that's, that's only, I don't know how to say um, Emily Rose, but I want to shout her out now, real quick. So just say I, I just have talk to about, talk about our. I don't know how to say it, and now we're saying names. I'm gonna shout out Emily for her amazing article on Crime Reads. Um, it's CrimeReads.com. Um, and she, her, um, at mention or at Twitter handle is um at Sliding Bookcase, and she follows us and she listens to us, and she wrote an incredible article about us. Well, an article about a lot of podcasts. We yes, are, but her review of us was amazing. It was amazing and sweet and very humbling. Humbling. Um, there's there was a lot of it that I was like, wow, someone took that away from our our bullshit. <laughs> like, <laughs> Is that right? Our ridiculousness. 
I was like, well, that's that's awesome. And ever since she did that, we we we've um, attracted some new listeners new and listeners. some awesome people who've been reaching out and saying they really enjoy us, and we really enjoy the fact that you listen. And I, I absolutely. And there's some awesome reviews that were left saying that you know, wow, I grew up in foster care, or I was a foster mom, and these stories and the way you guys approach things are great. Like you're the reason why we do it the way we do it. You're the reason <laughs> why we wanted to bring this perspective to the true crime pod world. And right. I've been over the moon since it. So thank you, Emily. Thank you to yes. all the new listeners. Thank you to all the old listeners that have been rocking with us since the beginning as well. But this has been a fun week. Yeah, we, we definitely a fun week. Get lots of feedback, lots of love, lots of appreciation. And, and I am, I'm, I'm here for it. I'm on time for it. And I'm going to do my best, do my best Beyonce impression right now. I'm going to do my best all the time to make sure we provide you with some dope content. So again, thank you guys. It's really awesome. But this week, we're going to someone who's not so awesome, but wore awesome clothes. Uh, we're talking uh, about... How would you say your name in Spanish? My name? Yeah. I don't know. Um, my Spanish teachers growing up, they would just they'd cut it off and call me Carlos. Oh. Because my first part of my name is from Charles, my grandfather. Oh. So, like, they're like, oh, well, if it's Charles, we can call you Carlos. Hey. I was like, that sounds stupid. Don't call me that. <laughs> because, like, my brother would be Carlos. My brother's name is Charlie. Like, oh, you can feel free gotcha. to call me, like, Charnel and just, like, say, uh, Charnel. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Mine is, my name is Spanish. Yeah. My actually, yeah. Um, yeah. Oh, see? Easy how so easy it, that it is. It worked out. It worked out. Look at you go. Uh, but this this week we're going south of Le, at Le Border, that is French, south of La Border, and we're talking about Juana Barraza, which is, again, a terrible accent, but I'm one of those people who speaks Spanish and doesn't try to force a Spanish accent because I know it's going to sound like I'm caricaturizing Spanish people, and I'm not. <laughs> I am just black, and it's really <laughs> hard to, like, throw on a fake accent, so I'm going to try my best, guys, but it's Juana Barraza. We are here. We're down in Hidalgo region of Mexico City, where Homegirl was born in 1957. Yes, a couple days after Christmas. Yes. <laughs> what, what what a Christmas present that was! A late Christmas gift. It's yeah, all, it was early for Three Christmas. Kings Day. Do Mexicans celebrate Three Kings Day? I thought that was a, did it? Is it not a Spanish thing? Spanish it's a Spanish thing, thing. Yeah. but I don't know if that's Spanish like a European culture. Spanish thing or if yeah. that's something like. Huh, that's something to Google. Yeah, so. <laughs> Googleable. But an early Three Kings Day gift. That's how I feel. Yes. In episode Yukon. Episode Yukon. That's the best I'm going to do. I feel like you're... (laughs) Yes. Yes. I made it that far. She was born in episode Yukon. In Hidalgo. And (laughs) I skipped over the hard name and I was like in the Hidalgo region. Yeah, like you said. Of Mexico City in Mexico. Where (laughs) I heard there's probably bomb ass churros because that's my favorite Mexican treat. (laughs) I, it's the only Mexican dessert I actually know. You are gonna have. Look, don't they do flan? But it's not Mexican. I thought flan wasn't Mexican. I also don't like flan. Oh well, I'm like sorry. Any, I'm anything sorry. heavy in caramel, like ugh. Oh, I love caramel. I what? nope. Anything heavy in chocolate or anything heavy in caramel, I'm like, no, thank you. Oh, caramel is everything. No, it's not. Uh, you know who probably likes caramel? Juana, and you're probably <laughs> you and her share favorite things. Now. I like how you just did that. So, Juana had a little bit of a tumultuous upbringing, I would say. <laughs> like, they, they typically do, don't this, they? This is, and this is, this is, this is not fun, but it is fun because this is where, this is where we are like in our element. Right. Because she has a traumatic childhood and this is not happiness. These are not happy. My voice sounds happy, but I am not happy to talk about it, but it's because we can finally see like why, like what happens to her and what causes. We see a cause and effect and it's not like, uh, 
who am I thinking? It's not, is it Dean Coral? Yes. It's not like a Dean Coral where it's like, we don't know why. Well, I was going to say, it's not that he didn't have one. We just didn't know what about happened. it. Right. So it's like when you're like, well, nothing went wrong. Nothing happened. And it was like Robert Hansen where it's like, yeah, it's fine. Like, <laughs> and then boom. Bullying. Yeah. This exactly. one is like, she, she started off really, really bad. So. Really, really bad. So let's talk about her mama. She was a, her mom was an alcoholic. Her mother was a heavy. Yes. Drinker. Yes. Heavy. I always find women alcoholics interesting. Why? They exist. Yeah, but they always seem to make that in the media like a masculine thing to do. Right, because alcoholism is usually conflated and attributed and correlated with, like, abusive behavior. Right. Like, people, like, are alcoholics and they're, they're outlandish, they act out, they hit people, they hurt themselves. So it ends up being a weird thing. Right. So it's always interesting when a woman is an alcoholic to me, just because we're not used to hearing stories about it. But, I mean, along with the alcoholism came with the abuse and violence. Like she was abusive and violent. So. But she wasn't. But her mom wasn't specifically abusive and violent. Like, not... Abusive. Not abusive, violent. not physically yeah. abusive. That physical abuse came from someone. So her mother... In her alcoholic, uh, and this is heavy alcoholism too. To think about right. this, like usually we attribute this behavior to things like, like more like um, opiate use and you know things like that, where it's like these, these really mind altering <laughs> like drugs, uh, like heroin and whatnot. So her mom traded her to a man who we know to be Jose Lugo, yes. um, for alcohol. For like alcohol. I've never heard of in my life like not i even money for alcohol for three beers wasn't it yeah for three beers yeah. but, it, but but it was a constant and continued behavior though right it wasn't like uh, you know it just wasn't a one-off thing which still makes it shitty and terrible right. but i'm sitting here thinking like i've never heard of someone being traded for booze before or someone trading their body or anyone else's body for alcohol it's usually money it's yeah i, I say like here's you know yeah here's money now go buy it now it's like no it's actual it's, it's that's like, deep alcoholism if you think about that it. is yeah that's pretty and deep. so i want so she traded her, her she traded juana off sexually that's also like let me just right, clarify right in exchange for alcohol and i was doing some research because you know i'm doing the forensic psychology thing right now Look and i'm you. like deep in it like i can't get out <laughs> i sat in the car with my best friend last night for an hour and a half talking about <laughs> talking about things and i'm like i'm breaking things down and i'm analytically i'm like okay so this is what this is what he's doing these are the behaviors that are inappropriate this is maladaptive this is like <laughs> we're, we're going through it. you could tell you're in school it's a mess man i read way too much um so like the one thing that the one thing with alcoholism too is that especially if she doesn't have the money or the means to continuously get alcohol like if people like Jose aren't around and she can't steal it like alcoholism is one of those um addictions where like withdrawal is like almost immediate. There's a there's such a thing called kindling which is like when you have like repeated withdrawals, quick sudden withdrawals and then you can it leads to like substance induced psychotic disorders. And so it can lead to like personality and mood disorders, schizophrenia and things like that. So I started thinking maybe that is why she got to the point of her alcoholism because we don't know how long she was drinking. Right. I but mean, we do know that she got to a point where she was trading her children. She was also a prostitute, Mom's yes. mom. So I mean, there's a lot of numbing that goes with that. So you, it could have been long-term alcoholism. So there's there's a <laughs> <laughs> there is a lot going on. Not only that, then she ends up becoming pregnant. Well, after, <laughs> yeah. yeah, like she's being <laughs> raped by this man, essentially being raped by this man or is being raped by this man and eventually ends up being impregnated by him. I think twice. Twice, yeah. And two of them, two of them were miscarriages though, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then one she had. Then one she had, yeah. yeah oh, man. He had, yeah. 
It, no, yeah, you're right. Yeah. You're right. You know, you're looking at me for confirmation. I'm letting yeah, you know I'm you're like, yeah, right. And so eventually, you know, these these behaviors went on, and now this is now through these years of the the abuse and the the trauma of this, um, her mother dies of cirrhosis. <laughs> the lip. Naturally, like, like what, what? What else did you think was going? What's that? that? You're trading your daughter for alcohol. I mean, there's a lot going through your system. Right. But I wanted to talk about that too. So there, there are so many things to talk about when we're, and this is not excusing Juana's behavior at all. Like, like hurt people will hurt people, but like I was abused, so you abuse other people is not an excuse. Um, it just isn't. Mm -hmm. Um, it gives you, it gives you reason to understand why these things happened, but it doesn't give them permission. It doesn't give them, it doesn't for, you know, forgive them or absolve them of any guilt, but like repeated sexual trauma. So like I was again <laughs> because I was like I have to look in. <laughs> <laughs> Everything is gonna become a school essay for you, and I'm scared. So the problem, so this is like, so Juana was young when she started getting traded off. Like, right. um, I know that she ended up getting, she suffered miscarriages at 13 and 16, which means that he was he was raping her from way before then. Mm-hmm. You know, so I'm thinking like sexual, like traumatic sexualization is a real thing. And what that is, is that's the process, uh, when you're a sex, when your child's sexuality, um, that includes feelings around sexuality and sex, like attitudes towards it is shaped at a developmentally inappropriate age right. and interpersonally like dysfunctional fashion. Mm-hmm. So now like you hear like of serial killers who are, who are abused sexually as kids who have maladaptive sexual behaviors as right. adults. You they, the, right. You don't right. have the healthy connection to sex as most people do. Right. You form a very unhealthy view of sex and what it's supposed to be like because of this trauma. Like it gets linked to like violence. Violence or if you look at people like John Wayne Gacy, who's like, he killed someone and like ejaculated. And then now those things are connected. Yeah. Those unhealthy connections. So like things like that, especially Mm -hmm. if you're, if you're being raped at a young age and your ideas of sex are being raped are being shaped around feelings of like powerlessness and helplessness like that's going to be something that you're gonna you know you're going to uh, perpetuate later on in life if you don't seek or get treatment and uh fun fact i wish i just realized i forgot you know her father was a police officer so think about that father police officer mom is a prostitute so there's a lot of powerlessness starting from Juana's mom and she just passed that along down to her daughter when she sold her for that beard it's just, it's just, <laughs> you know, cycles of abuse are real. Yeah, like, and, right. and so, it. like, of course she's going to do that. And I wish I could find, could have found more about how she treated her own children mm-hmm. because she was out to, to be, to her credit, she was out here hustling for her right. kids. Right. She was. Like, she was out here hustling for her babies. And so we're, yeah, we're she, gonna, was. And we're, she was. She was. <laughs> literally not a good hustling. Hustle, but that's a good, she tried. <laughs> well, I was, I just want to point that out is that, like, she, she in her, her own, since did not repeat the cycle of behavior or abuse yeah, with she, her own children. Right. She probably was trying to, but by the only way she knows how not to repeat that cycle. Exactly. She so, protected them the best that she could. But some of abuela didn't make it. A lot of abuelas. It, it could potentially be up to 42 abuelas, abuelas did not make it. Um, so it's, uh, it was, it was a problem, but no, so she, um, <laughs> This is not. Oh, just so you know, abuela is grandmothers. That's just... abuela is grandma in Spanish, and it's one of my favorite Spanish words. Interesting. Uh, Why? Just because it's one of the first ones I've ever learned. Oh. <laughs> because like I grew up in the projects, so everyone, all my Puerto Rican friends, it was their abuela or what do they call them? Um, I get titi a lot for like. Titi. Uh, well, tia is aunt. Tia, uh, yeah, so like, if someone calls it my titi, like that's your aunt. Mm-hmm. Uh, my tio is my uncle. You know, mm-hmm. what is novio and novia? 
Novio's boyfriend. What's cousin? I don't know. Hermano, hermana's brother, sister. I used to know all these things. I took Spanish, guys. <laughs> you said <laughs> it like four matter. times. So let's talk about her hustle. Let's talk about how she started working. She, her mom died of cirrhosis, and then she decided she's gonna take her. She's gonna take her talents. She's gonna. Take, it's not talent. <laughs> she left for Mexico. She left for Mexico City. She started dating a lot. Started mm. marrying a lot. Yes. Um, but this is but this is again not understanding, not being able to you know create secure attachments mm-hmm. with him because she got traumatically sexualized at a young age. She doesn't understand. She doesn't understand trust. Doesn't understand um, commitment. Like these are things that are taught to you at a young age. And right. so here she is in Mexico City trying to live her best life. And boy, did she try. So she started out actually as a fan of wrestling. This was actually what she used in her childhood. Mm-hmm. to escape. So she loved the Lucha Libre. Lucha Libre! <laughs> Is that how you imagine You don't remember the cartoon? Oh, yeah. There was a, ca- I think it was a was Cartoon this? Network Garnet show, Ninja? and I fell in love with it. I was like, man, I can't wait to marry a Mexican one day. <laughs> My dream is, because I love the cuisine, my dream is to marry a Mexican-Italian person. So you can get both, the best yeah. of both words? <laughs> like, what? I was like, one Sunday, I got, like, burritos and, like, rice and, like, beans and stuff like that. And then the next Sunday, it's like, eggplant palm. <laughs> or you could just, like, order food. Or I could get it for free for the rest of my life. Or you could or learn the rest how to make of, it. I'm sorry, the rest of their life, because till death do us part, like, Especially- I'm not going first. <laughs> <laughs> or you could learn how to make it. Or I can let people who know how to make it well make it for me. Why do you want, like, <laughs> you could learn how to make it. What the fuck? Like, get I'm out not here. looking for a Mexican Italian. That's because you've already food. got, like, a, whatever he is, <laughs> man. Listen, just keep a track that you used to talk about it more than I do. I brought it up this time. You're you like, I'm always not, do. Well, to, to be completely honest, you brought it up this time. You're like, <laughs> I'm not looking for it. So you opened the door. I just walked through. I'm just misset. Spence. can't. I'll wait. I was specifying that I wasn't going to use anyone for meals. That's what I was trying to get I wasn't, across. I'm not going to use them for just for... I'm using their parents for meals. <laughs> oh, their Their family members for meals, <laughs> not them. Excuse me. They don't have to cook as long as your mama cooks. I don't care damn what you do. Like, I'm going to eat when I'm at home. But as long as... If you say, oh, we're going to visit my mom this weekend, when I show up to, to Madre's house... To Madre better have some good shit simmering on the stove when I arrive. Ain't gonna be no, oh, we gonna order pizza because I ain't feel like cooking shit. What I don't Madre, play those games. You're putting too much pressure on it. What if Madre doesn't know how to cook? Then I can't date you. <laughs> I was talking to coworkers the other day. I said, you know what? I need, I was like, I'm getting that age where I'm gonna be 30 in two years or a year and a half. And people I'm gonna, like, guys I'm gonna date, their parents are probably going to be like 65. Like, at our wedding, they're gonna be some old ass parents. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, Ew. Like, I need, <laughs> I was like, I need your mama to be like attractive and fun and interesting. And I need your daddy to be attractive and fun and interesting. This sounds really terrible, but I was sitting thinking about it. I was looking at people's wedding photos and I was like, oh, that's their God. mother. <laughs> I was like, how old is their mom? My mom's like 71. I'm like, well, how old is he? God damn. Like, I realized that like I, if I miss my window, to like have like everyone look super youthful and happy mm-hmm. because as soon as I, if my mama was alive and she hit 60, my mom would be the grumpiest woman you'd ever seen. <laughs> my mom rarely smiled if, in pictures. So like wedding, at least she would have looked young. 
do you know how much analyzing you do about these specific things like you haven't even talked to anybody yet that like met this criteria but you already decided certain criteria have to happen it doesn't matter i'm sitting here thinking like man like i'm probably gonna be someone's stepdad your step your child can't be younger than six like i won't do it like i need him to understand who i am what i am and what i can do for him you have an interesting view of 30s right like oh, i'm not hope saying I, you're not wrong Let's hope I link up before thirty, because I'm like, if you got a, if you got a thirteen year old, even better. Like, bring, <laughs> I can talk to a thirteen. We can ball together, go see movies and stuff. I'm not trying to have no four year old be confused as to what I'm doing in their house and where their mama is or whatever. Like, <laughs> doesn't matter. This is not what we're talking about. <laughs> um, this is this Tangent. is about <laughs> Juana. So she was a fan of wrestling and she used it as an escape. And she later on became like a participant by organizing matches around town. So this is her beginning of the lucha lucha luchadora lifestyle luchadora lucha libre i love that word lucha and then she went from organizing the matches to lastly becoming a wrestler and she looked like go go power rangers she was everyone's favorite pink ranger she She really wanted to be pink spandex Again, I'm going to put it on the Instagram for y'all to see. Can we talk about, we have to describe Juana too, because she was short but strong and she broad shoulder. That's what you call stocky. Yeah, the, there were reports that she could bench press 200 pounds. Like, this woman <laughs> was not small by any means. Not at all. She was a strong little TD. Like, she was over here working. What was her, what, she had a butterfly mask on. Mask and um, first of all, I'm living for it. Like, I don't really? care what anyone that says. Was the it worst. was terrible, but. It was but, awful. It's what so terrible, happened? but that's why I'm living for it. And what was what was her name? Like La Dama del Silencio. Yes, which the is Lady, of Lady of Silence. Come on, come on, precursors. Come on. <laughs> I know, right? She silenced a lot of ladies. Right, come on. This is what is this called? Uh, foreshadowing. Foreshadow. <laughs> I'm here for. It. I was like, we already know what this means. This is probably where she got the idea. No, it probably is. And so, <laughs> in 1995, uh, Juana started uh, realizing that her. Her wrestling wasn't going to pay all the bills. Now, this is what the hustling comes in because I'm a hustler, homie. I'm a hustler. I'm a But she's a hustler. Yeah, she was. And so she decided that because you know, it was only bringing in like 200, 400 pesos a match, she was like, this is not enough to feed my babies. So I'm going to have to go the extra step. So I mean, <laughs> they didn't have Indeed or Monster or Career Builder at the time. So right. in, in light of that, she found another way. Yeah, she cleaned houses and things like that. She did odd jobs. She helped people move house, like move apartments. Because yeah. she's a strong woman who and don't then, need no man. And later on. <laughs> but like after after she had her fourth child, she you know, she started to, you know, shoplift a little bit, which tends to be like hashtag Fantasia Barino. Like after <laughs> She did the same thing. She Shade. had no, she had no money. And, Shade. But when you need to provide, you do what you got to do at some point. Yeah, so she, she started did. shoplifting, and then that eventually uh, evolved into burglarizing. Yeah, homes. she did. So she went into homes and took people's money. But uh, yeah, she actually started with a friend. Right? Yeah, homegirl. <laughs> I was like, homegirl. I'm gonna try to pronounce this name. Y'all gonna have to bear with me. Whoa, Araceli Tapia Martinez. So her and her friend, they, they got together. They was like, what he said. they were like, look, Hermana, me and you, uh, we both out here hurting for some cash, um, for some pesos, for some dollar dollar bills, y'all, some moolah. Um, so we need to concoct a plan. 
to steal from these elderly folks. So what they started doing, they started dressing in like white. <laughs> now, which is what I think about now. Remember, remember back in the day. Now you might remember this because we're from the kind of the same town. Mm-hmm. Um, it was a wealthier town back in the nineties. Like you remember this, right? It was predominantly white. There was a lot of business influx, and in you know exactly what I'm talking about. Fairfield County doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. And every like nurse you would see that was foreign, if she spoke Spanish, she was she was dressed like a usher at church. She had the <laughs> The white skirt. The white skirt. Yep. Them weird white shoes. Shoe and the white stockings. Yep, yep, yep. <laughs> so I'm sitting here thinking, so they would dress like that. Yep. that. In my head, that's what I took away from it. And so they would dress up in these white clothes and pretend to be nurses so they can gain access to the home of elderly people. One, because elderly people are easy targets because they tend to be trusting, especially if they're loners or their family doesn't right. come family around. Family doesn't come around around them. They're weaker. Right. Um, they might have poor eyesight. They won't chase you <laughs> unless you, you're, they're going to be the one person to rob you same boat at 70 and he's, pew, I'm just predicting that when you're elderly, that's not going to be the case, but go ahead. No, it won't, it won't be me. <laughs> so I wish somebody would try to steal from me at 75. <laughs> that, that walker or cane will be flying. Mm-hmm. I'm going to check that. I'm just going to check throwing those things out. <laughs> Uh, but so they used to, they were dressing up as nurses so they can gain access to the homes of elderly people. So they started robbing them once they got inside. They started um hanging around certain spots just to scope out old folks. But this is the secretive part about uh, Tapia. So Tapia was a shady, you know, shysty little woman mm-hmm. and did not have Juana's best interest at heart. Not at all. She was dating a corrupt federal officer. During this same time. I mean, I question all the police around this time. Uh, I, I question police generally. I mean, um, <laughs> forever and always. Right. Um, first of all, Moises. I, my friend's boyfriend's name is Moises, and I oh, like that name a lot. you know how to say it, because I didn't know how to... Well, I knew... When I first met him, like, I saw... We became Facebook friends before I met him, and I thought his name was Moses. And when I was introduced, he said, this is, this is my boyfriend, Moises. And I was like, oh. Now I know better. So she started dating. She was dating this corrupt federal officer, Moises Flores Dominguez. Look um, at you, right? And so they said, "Hey, and they, <laughs> okay." And so they started. They had concocted this other plan to extort Juana, mm-hmm. and so. Uh, so Flores met up with Juana after she had done a burglary on her own. Mm-hmm. Cause you know, again, Juana is a hustler, y'all. Yeah, she she has, she's a businesswoman. She's not a business She's woman. not waiting for her partner to come <laughs> Look, around. She's not a businesswoman. She's a business woman. <laughs> like, Jay-Z line. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, I'm yeah, not yeah a I got businessman. Businessman. Business business yeah, I got you. I got you. <laughs> Either way. For the listeners. So, right. Just so y'all know, get cultured. Uh, Jay-Z to go. I don't care what anyone says. So, <laughs> you remember I was after a burglary? Um, she'd done by herself and demanded that she pay him 12,000 pesos or he was going to arrest her. And so now the stakes are higher for right. Barasa. The stakes are out of like world. And she, she has a lot. She stands a lot to lose a lot by going to prison. Right. Correct. Like again, she's got three kids, one of which she has lost to a gang related, uh, violence. It was right. a shooting? Shooting. Yeah. It was a no, shooting. it was a mugging. Well, yeah, he got mugged and then he was he got technically shot. still wow. a shooting. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Ironically, a mugging because if you think about no, Rana's burglar, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, what's good for the goose? That's not funny. Uh, <laughs> that's not okay either. Don't do that. Um, but she's also terrible. But no, rest in peace to her charge. No one deserves to go out like that. Right. Um. So now stakes are higher. Juana needs more money. But now also we can't forget that at this point in time, Juana through her life, has gone through all these traumas and has all this resentment towards her mother. And as far as we are are told and have researched, 
received zero counseling or therapy right. to help reconcile any of these issues with herself. So all these things are festering behind the scenes. These, like she's she's channeling this anger, this frustration into lifting weights and yeah. <laughs> wrestling, wrestling and, like, and putting the hurt on other people. Right. And at some point, that is just not going to be enough no. for Juana. You really love saying her name. Juana Barraza. I wish I could roll my R's, but I've been drinking coffee, so the dairy is throwing me off. Barraza. Barraza. Someone's going to drag us, because they're going to be like, look, what you won't do is is make my beautiful language. No, somebody come teach us. You could come and like... For free. Uh, (laughs) Because no one pays me for this. I do love, no, I think Spanish is the sexiest language in it. Like, people argue with me, like, Spanish is pretty. Like, Spanish is beautiful. Especially, we talked about this before. Like, I showed you that video of, oh, yeah. like, the sexiest Spanish the sex accents. Accent. I heard, like, Honduras, uh, mm-hmm. Venezuela, Puerto Rico, and Honduras, whew, still to this day, my broveries grew. I think, I think I've dated guys from Honduras. I've never dated Honduran before. I have. They are. But like, I think Spanish is such a sexy language. I think, but I just like every language though, like, except for there are some very harsh languages like German, um, Russian that are just like the inflections don't flow well. It's so bad. Um, even when I, I've like, I Googled German speaking sexy YouTube videos, they're everywhere. They're funny. Um, but it just doesn't flow the same way. And, but depending on who, what your voice sounds like, depending on who you are and like how raspy your voice, how high or low your voice is, you can make any pretty language sound terrible. Right. Like you think about the people that speak English. I'm looking, <laughs> like I'm thinking about all the people <laughs> on the internet now. Like, well, I don't like it. <laughs> I'm thinking, whoo, you make English sound terrible. I don't like like deep, deep southern accents. Like deep. I love Yeah, I know you do. I, I do not. <laughs> I, I dated someone. I'm not big from, on accents to begin with. Oh, I love a southern accent. Part, part of it is because my family's from the south. Like the older relatives but, like, are all like Mississippi. No, I don't need smooth. I want oh. harsh. Like uh, I need it to sound like a punch in the gut. Like I don't need it to be like a sass, like not even sass, like a smooth, suave Georgian lawyer. No. That's I don't hot. need that. That's not hot. Okay. Like, oh, I'm, well, I'm sorry. I, I think well, it, <laughs> forget my opinion. <laughs> like I can't like things. <laughs> you can, you're allowed to like things, but I think, but I think that's because people think when people think Southern, they think less educated. So when we hear someone with that accent speak eloquently, it becomes a thing. No, you I know? just can't understand it. No, I love. I have a accents. hard time with like deep, deep Southern accent. I remember this is such a gross story. Back oh, in the day when you did phone things. <laughs> And you would get on the phone with boys and. What do you talk- mean back in the day when you did phone things? What's this you? What's this? We, <laughs> what's this we stuff? I wait. <laughs> there was a guy I was talking to from the south, and he had such a I couldn't understand a word he said. Are you on the? Where are you on the? It wasn't a chat line. Chat was, line. No, yeah. it was like you meet somebody on age, sex, location. Oh yeah, call me, and you talk on the phone and. I don't know anything about that. There was a, there was an app. We are getting way off topic. We we'll, are. We'll go there and come back because it'll all, I'll find a way to wrap it back in. You will. Um, there was an app on the, <laughs> I remember getting my first cell phone when I was like my first like planned cell phone. I had like a prepaid phone, like junior year of high school. My mm-hmm. first planned cell phone came senior year and I didn't know what to do with myself. I had access to the internet and I was like, Oh no. And my closeted ass was like, I can sneak around and do things not realizing that your phone bill shows. It doesn't matter. Oh. So. There was an app called Razzle, I think. Do you remember Razzle or Rabble? I think it was Rabble. No, I don't. Remember. And it was like a dating app, but it was like for like that. It was for that like what is it? The one X internet, like that two G internet that was back in the day. Oh yeah. 
And so the screen, it was a terrible interface, not user friendly at all. I want to look it up. But I think it was Rabble. And I met some people, like there are people that I know, like to this day that I've become friends with that I'd met on Rabble. And like, I remember doing that and like talking to people. I'm like, so yeah, how, how old are you? I'm like, I, I'm 17. They're like, yeah, me too. <laughs> now I think, sitting here thinking about it, like now that I'm like knowing my true crime love and all that stuff, I'm sitting here thinking 17. like I was probably talking to like 48 year olds. Like I never told them what I like, never showed them what I looked like. I never told them where I lived. Like I was smarter than that. I was raised by a trap queen, but like it wasn't, <laughs> doesn't matter. So. <laughs> Juana, let's get back to Juana because you guys are getting way too much of my life and I don't need you to know anything about it. Love it. Um, we, I was, I was, I wanted, I did want to talk about a little bit about impersonating others and coping because we are talk, we were just segues. Come on, vroom, vroom. So <laughs> we're just talking about pretending to be other people, like right. being, I'm 17 years old and I'm 45. That could be predatory. And like that most, is. And most of the time it's predatory. Mm-hmm. Like when people are impersonating other people, you usually you're impersonating someone else to get something from someone. Right. And either way, even if you don't realize that you are extorting the person, they believe that you are someone or that you are going, they're going to get something from you or someone that is not you. It's a form of control. Form of control. It's also can be rape. Mm-hmm. Um, if they have, if you say, if you, <laughs> depends on what state you're in, if you lie about who you are and that person can, if I, if you say your name is Samantha, James, mm-hmm. and uh, you are the editor-in-chief of a major crime magazine, and I sleep with you with the expressed intent of getting an article written about what did you do, mm-hmm. and it turns out you're just D and you have no power at all, well, that dang. is that is technically rape. Like, yeah. that is like, because yeah. I consented to having sex with someone else, not you. Right. And so there, in certain states, that could be rape. It's right. like, so imp- impersonating people becomes a whole thing. It also becomes a way to escape. And that's why it's so, that's, we, if you ask people who do theater, mm-hmm. like, or people who are into, like, Broadway, people mm-hmm. who are into putting on masks and pretending to be someone, someone else. else for wrestling matches and putting on clothes and pretending to be social workers and nurses to, right. like, there's a lot of coping that's going in there, a lot of displacement and disassociation that's happening in there. And like we said, she never really had therapy, probably never. didn't have access to therapy. So this was her coping. This Not was making her- these pesos. <laughs> right. <laughs> not being a lucha door, but that was the first instance of impersonating becoming somewhere else to cope and it right. it manifested into this she somehow found a way to cope and make money at the same time which all of us are looking to without <laughs> even realizing that's what we want to do like i want to be a teacher so i can help people i'm like why do you need to help people sis why 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 do you have that such such a strong patch for that? Well, when I was a kid, boom, look at you learning, trying to heal and make money off healing. Right. We're all there. Oh, We're yeah. All... She just found a really fast way to do it. Oh, yeah. She was like, I'm just going to put on these scrubs. <laughs> <laughs> these scrubs. Because <laughs> I'm, I'm just picturing this Usher outfit on water. You know, don't laugh because that's how I dressed for like um, Halloween when I was younger. My mom put me in that white skirt, white stockings, white shoes. Yeah, one day because I was under a, a murderous nurse. Your mom had you, your mom had you being Wana for. Halloween. Yeah, I was like, look at that. I thought about it. I was like, look at that. I was Wana. Your mama must have knew something. That you- <laughs> that's how I got into true crime. So. I was I was a ninja for like three years straight because my mama was like, I'll make you a ninja costume, and I was like, oh lord. <laughs> And it's not even because she was broke. It's because she just my, my mom was pushing. But it was because she was so high she forgot <laughs> to give me a costume the day before. And you can't go to a spirit or party city the day before and get a good costume. No, no. So, and, but my my ninja costume was lit. I already had the sword from the year before. I had a little mask on. I had things left. She put it, it was lit. It doesn't matter. <laughs> Wanda. So Wanda. she's so Wanda started. Um, 
she was being blackmailed. She was being extorted by by a uh, her friend guy, by Moises. I love that name. Someone's gonna call him by his first name by by uh, Aricel. <laughs> I'm gonna forget her name terrible every time. And Moises. So she started canvassing public places. You know, she was searching elderly women who were out on their own, like. Farmers markets, people, uh-huh. you know, shopping or eating dinner or getting coffee by themselves. Help them with their grocery bags. Help them with their grocery, like, you know, getting there, like, hey, ma'am. And, you know, there is, and there is a power to women helping women that I can't speak to. Right. But when the, the minute that you, there, there's a trust mm-hmm. almost, like, if you have another woman saying, hey, I see you struggling. Can I help you? I feel like a woman's more apt to agree to that help or, you know, say yes. Then if I walked up to her, like, oh, can I help bring these into your house? They're going to be like, what? Of course, because there's a safety. <laughs> right. Yeah. And so they, she started doing this until she started um, helping them with their grocery bags, helping them carry things up to their house, furniture and other things. Yes. And started requesting, like, cleaning work. Like, oh, I noticed that you got a little dust on these uh, picture frames. What is this? What is this white gold? Um <laughs> Do you need some help cleaning? I know you, you've had some trouble getting up the stairs. And they're like... Oh, thank you, Nina. I would love if you, someone would help me. You know, my, my, my daughter doesn't come around anymore and my me, Miha, Miha <laughs> doesn't come around anymore. I'm trying so hard to speak Spanish. Yeah, I know. That's um, like, who? He doesn't come around anymore. You know, my grandbabies don't come around as much. So I'm, I'm kind of on my own mm-hmm. and in there. Yeah. Bye, Juana was like, give me that. <laughs> I'm going to need you to run me these frijoles. <laughs> I hate you so I'm losing my mind <laughs> over Spanish. It, it is so much fun to know. Like, oh, God. I'm sorry, guys. So, yes. <laughs> so, she. <laughs> I'm better than this. I am so much better than this. No, he's not. <laughs> so, yeah. She would, I'm surprised she... you didn't give us a Mexican accent. I would never do that. Like, I, <laughs> I don't mind making fun of Southern murderers because they're trash. And so are Northern murderers. I can't do, well, I, could, I don't know what, I, I feel like that's offensive to Mexican people. <laughs> but like, and I can't do it, like, I feel like a Mexican voice ends up being like, when comics do it, it always ends up sounding yeah. like this caricature right, of like right, who right. they are. You know, like, right, mean, 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 like, essay, I don't want to do that. It just sounds terrible. <laughs> so, but no, she would, she would, she would act, she would request cleaning work. She would pretend to be a social worker and walk around with a clipboard saying, I can with sign paperwork, you up. With paperwork, with actual paperwork. That she is stolen <laughs> from she other stole, real social workers. Yeah, she stole the social workers' paperwork. But we're going into the house. It's like, I will sign you up for whatever you need. It's like, I don't even know that what that is unique. I don't know what the Mexican equivalent of Medicaid is or <laughs> right. SNAP, but she was out here signing grandmas up for it, and they were like, bet. And waiting in the mail. <laughs> really. there. It's like, sis, can you check my mailbox? I'm you know waiting for my waiting list. If she signed them up, murdered them, and then took that same benefit, came back and took the benefits. See, the problem with Juan is that she didn't think that far ahead. See? You're See? a criminal, D. <laughs> she just needed the right partner. Right. She just needed the, she needed D. <laughs> she just wait. She went, to, she was 15 years too early in her planning. <laughs> right. And her murder, you dumbass. She should have waited. That's stupid. That's stupid all. Yes. You could have <laughs> gotten more. Could have gotten a lot more, but no. So she is stolen from social workers, which makes me, it also implies in some of these cases, there were, ki- there were murdered social workers. In Probably. Mexico at this time, I, again, went scraping for victims. Mm-hmm. And so around this time, they were murdered, like, welfare workers and, you know, care. And up here, we'd call them, like, care coordinators or case managers um, that ended up missing or mm-hmm. dead or, I think they left the country. Right. And, and all of a sudden, she's got paperwork, paperwork and stuff like this. Yeah. So I'm like, hmm. Right. Juana was out here, again, 
hustling. Hustling. I mean, Wanda, you could have just asked for the paperwork and then they made a copy. Right. What you a just... pink, what a pink hustling ass <laughs> bitch this was. I love, I love her. So, go on. You can, you can take me, take it from here. All right. So, like he said, he start, she started to go in with paperwork and basically steal from these women and murder them. It would lead to all these murders, all these elderly women. Abuelita. All these abuelas. Not um, all of them were grandmas, but the majority of them were. And it, it also makes me sad because grandmas are grandmas. They're so sweet. Yeah. Yeah. Most but like grandmas. I said, this is definitely an idea. <laughs> Praying on the weak. So she would use objects like phone cables, ties, that her stethoscope. That, she was I, a nurse. I think about this, like she was a nurse. Remember, she like was, did she put her back around? No, they were. You there, have to. Uh, just like, like, they, uh, there's a name. If you're if you're a doctor and you listen to this, well, shout out to you. Also, send me your name number. I'm single. <laughs> um, but like, what is the name of the end of a stethoscope? Like the silver thing that's always cold oh, on your skin. Mm-mm. I know there's like earplugs, <laughs> the <laughs> I, headphone part of it. I no I'm idea. imagining that she held it by the headphone yeah. part and by the metal, the metal end part and, and pull. Yeah, yeah. But uh, yeah, she she strangled her victims. Um, her first victim was Maria de la Luz Gonzalez. I don't know what the end. Maria was. de la Luz Gonzalez <laughs> and Naija. <laughs> Which she murdered on November 25th, 2002. R.I.P. First of all, Maria de Luz, de la Luz, Gonzalez and Naija is a pretty name. So this, and a very long one. Very long. So the story with Maria is that the idea was she did not intend to kill Maria. That's mm. the story. Yes. What what they say is that Maria had insulted her doing the insulted. So like you know, sorry, my accent. Um, made she fun said, of her you the broad ass. Bitch. <laughs> yeah, Maria was talking shit. Walking around here looking like a Brock Lesnar ass, big head having no neck <laughs> ass. Bitch. <laughs> and Wada was like, Peron, excuse, excuse me. She was like, you heard me, you stout tree stump looking ass size Ted ass. <laughs> I'm sorry, I feel like Maria was that. I feel like Maria probably was, was. Maria was one of those feisty ass. They said it was that. super derogatory what she said. But that's to, what I'm saying. Maria yeah, was, so probably was probably one of those feisty grandmas yes. that looked her down and decided like I'm gonna tell her about herself because Wanda <laughs> probably said some wild shit. She was like, "Oh, bet I see you." And boom, she's like, "So you half stepping ass leaning shoes leaning to the left ass." <laughs> Wide foot having can't walk in a straight line butterfly so face death. Just flaming. <laughs> Just roasting. Put the shades on it like <laughs> I hate you so much. Cause I you know, I spent so I live alone, so I spent a lot of time by myself. And when I was writing up the outline for this, I was like, yo, Maria was dragging her. <laughs> that's, that's what, I'm probably like, you're probably right. You're probably right. Well, that didn't end up good for Maria because she ended up dead at 64 years old. Well, rest in peace, Maria. You are you are a savage god. <laughs> well, and also triggered a monster. <laughs> well, she was already... But like I said... It was headed in that direction, but damn, I mean... I'm just, like I said, like Maria, you were it, girl. <laughs> and so like now, now we've come to the point where... Now she's hitting a fever pitch. Now she's she's gotten a pattern of behavior going. Mm-hmm. She's justified in her head. She hates her mama. Her mama's dead. There's a lot of unresolved issues there. There is no I'm they, sorry for what we did I did to you. There is no Ma, I'll never forgive you. There is no real goodbyes. Nothing. I there feel like no, probably Maria said something her mom said to her when she was younger. That's what I feel you like. Flat footed <laughs> <laughs> I hate you 
so much. You're flat footed ass, really. <laughs> so, I'm glad we, I'm glad we there. Because Wanda is trash. I'm gonna, I'm gonna talk shit about her the entire episode. I we wish I could do, do it in Spanish, but I can't. We always do. So, like, she's hit this fever pitch, you know, her mama, she has all this resentment, and we, you know, most people believe that that's what led her to kill elderly women. Right. And, but, so at this point, the murders of elderly people in Mexico City is skyrocketing. So, police started to believe they were dealing with a serial killer. They're like, what's going on here? But this is all, police everywhere. I mean. The first time, because if if you live in a place where, like, serial killers aren't, but Mexico City is such a highly populated area. That a lot of killings and things that go around, you're like, oh, it doesn't have to be the work of the same person because there's no pattern of, you know, of killing. There's no typical, like, oh, they're all killed the same way <laughs> until it's, like, concentrated. So they had given her, they'd given her a, a name, El Mata Viejitas, the old lady killer, which is L implies male because they thought the, the killer yeah, was yeah. male. L, L, you know, when you say um, L-A, that's la, that's female. Talking. But they said L-E-L, because which Because they figured it was a man. Because it was because of the pattern of behavior. And most female killers tend to be like caretakers and black widows. They don't, or mothers. They don't tend to be, you know, actual, like, aggressive, predatory killers. Under Juana. <laughs> And so there's a lot of, so there's a lot of speculation and things going on and like police officers were not really, you know, doing their due diligence here. Not at all. Um, so one of the things was there, there were some, there were some descriptions flying around, people thinking that they saw people leaving these scenes of crimes and they said, oh, I saw some, <laughs> this broad shouldered man. They thought it was a man in woman's clothing. Yes. And so now we're going to talk about how they came under fire. So this is, this is hashtag almost progress, hashtag <laughs> hashtag you know trans lives matter because they, what they started doing is they started detaining and questioning trans women on the street and now if you look up any of this information they're going to label them transvestites and words that are not appropriate um for who these women were at the time because again went digging and so what the progress part of this is that the community was like you're wasting your time yeah like humiliating and you know demeaning and dehumanizing these trans women who are only out because you know what they do they were doing it because they inherently when people aren't when people aren't aware and don't aren't read and educated or informed on trans issues or queer issues like they start painting queer people and trans people um as predatory so like trans sex workers in Mexico City were being picked up and having their hair torn off their heads and having makeup smeared off their face and things like that to humiliate them and hopefully to coerce some kind of confession out of them or get some information. Yeah, but the community everybody. But the community around them were like, you're wasting your time. It's not one of these women. <laughs> like, right. can you please get to the actual killer? And it's just like, it's just, again, it goes to speak to the demonization of trans women everywhere. Like, as soon as, as soon as there's something wrong, it's like, it's gotta be these women, like, without actually doing any real police work involved. Mm-hmm. Um, so about in 2005, again, there was, they were, they were, they were getting nowhere with the trans women, with the trans women that they were picking up off the street. And so what they did was they, there was one case where someone saw a large woman, I'm looking at you, Juana, mm-hmm. in a red blouse, um, seeming, <laughs> seen leaving the home of a murdered woman. So now, they gathered finger. They gathered all this fingerprint information, and now then artist put out an impression of the killer, showing the killer with short cropped hair and a mole on her face, his or her face. They didn't know right. at this point, which makes me think, Il Juana, you need to get that checked. Also, in two thousand and five, 
Um, they found the body of Carmen uh, Camilla Gonzalez Miguel. Yes. Close enough. <laughs> right. Um, she was age uh, 82. And this really started to trigger the police because she was wealthy. So let's speak to that for a little bit. She was a wealthy older woman. And she, I think she was also um, uh, the mother of a well-known, powerful criminologist. That'll do it. Yeah. So the minute that, you got money, it changes the way people move. People move quick when you got zeros and zeros and zeros after your net worth. Right. <laughs> Y'all so, better hope I don't get any excess of zeros after any check I get. This <laughs> really triggered the investigation and oh, the yeah. search for Juana at this point. So yeah, they started ramping everything up, mm-hmm. and there were there was even like they they were checking everything. There was even rumors that um that the killer what's the fun name El Mataviajitas <laughs> <laughs> had committed suicide at one point. So they were running fingerprints with bodies in the morgue. Mm-hmm. Like they were they, were, they they ramped up their investigation, and they're like, okay, so we need to figure this out. But it wasn't until January mm-hmm. of two thousand six. Mm-hmm. Oh, what a what a day! What, what a, a what a day! Where a man was arriving to his apartment, and he crossed paths with Barasa as she was leaving. And after she left, he looked at her, you know, you walk by people in an apartment building, excuse me, mm-hmm. and you catch their face, you know. Right. And then he found his landlord, uh, 82-year-old Ana Maria de los Reyes Afaro. <laughs> you in your accent. <laughs> dead on the floor. And so he immediately called emergency services, and he was able to give an accurate description oh. of... The killer, yes. Juana Barasa. Juana Barasa. And on January 25th, 2006, I wish I could remember how to say January in Spanish. Um, it's probably like Janaro or something like that. Um, it's something simple because I feel like February is Febrero. Um, March is like Marche or Marcho. I'm going to get a mixed of French. I think Marche is French for market. I'm <laughs> I gonna... think that's why I'm getting it confused. Um, in June 25th, 2006, uh, Barasa was arrested and found in possession, again, of social benefits papers and so, uh, social worker's identification card, which she was using to gain the access to these victims' homes. And so Mexico uh, Mexico City prosecutors, they, they used their fingerprints evidence uh, to link Barasa to at least 10 murders and as, as almost many, as many as 40, 40 attributed to the killer. And she confessed uh, to murdering Alfaro and three other women, but not denied involvement in any of the other killings. Yes. She's like, I, she, she told the bold-faced lie that she showed up to Alfaro's apartment looking for some laundry, laundry. work. Uh, so how to end in death, sis? Answer questions. You don't make no sense. That's why you don't got no damn arch in your foot, because you lie too much. What happened was she was <laughs> trying to wash what Anna was wearing, and Anna didn't want to take it off. So she figured if she just make her go to sleep for a little bit. One is a piece of shit. Like, <laughs> like, don't get me wrong. First of all, don't impersonate social workers because one social. If you're gonna impersonate someone and do and shit, if you're gonna do it, do a better job. It's like, hard enough for a case manager to go into, and I know this because I did case management. And I loved it. It's like one of my favorite things. If I don't go back to school, to do. really, I love case management. Right now, I'm doing a rehab work, but if I go, like, if I don't make it into school. I'm going back to case management. But it's hard enough gaining a person's trust, going mm-hmm. into their home, trying to help them out. I know this. And I worked with, you know, mental illness and um, addiction when I was doing case management. Mm-hmm. So really hard to gain a person's trust when you're going into their home and they have, you know, 
things going on like that. So, I mean, it's not easy when you're like impersonating people. And then this, the stories like this is why people don't want people in their homes. That and, and it, the fact that social workers in general have a negative connotation in any like highly populated urban area. True. So it's like, I know what social workers do. Cause when you ask anyone who doesn't know what social work is, what social workers do, the first thing they say is that they take your kids. Right. <laughs> or they ruin, they disrupt families or break up families and ruin lives. And there are social workers that do. Don't get me wrong. There are Absolutely. people who are terrible at their fucking job. Right. And should never have stepped foot in any kind of child services agency or family support service agency <laughs> ever. Ever. But because they have this, um, this, heightened sense of importance or self-importance and they think they could do so many great things for people mm-hmm. that they end up stepping into things that don't fit them and yeah so fuck wana for doing that and making yeah. it harder for everybody else right. out here who is actually trying to work because you imagine the he said imagine there's like the, the the city was like on alert right. like old women weren't going places by themselves anymore like they were calling like people were frantic people were worried about their abuelas you know it's all their older aunts and un- their aunts and uncles their older aunts so it's like, it's, these aren't things that people are like worried about. So if you like, okay, I'm going to come, I'm, you know, I'm so-and-so from this social agency, social services agency. I'll be by your house at 11 a.m. It was like, well, no, I'm actually going to cancel my appointment. Right. Like, I, like things like that were happening around Mexico City. It's like, I don't trust any agency. You might be a killer. Right. Especially if she showed up and she had a face mole. You don't trust people with moles on their face. <laughs> I, I haven't, I haven't since I was a child. Won't start now. <laughs> that what? might be. What? Wait. Explain. Why don't you trust people with moles on their face? When I was a kid, I didn't understand what moles were. Like I like all of all of my crotchety older relatives had moles, and I was like, if you get a mole, and my grandma, because oh, Southern women, this is another thing about Southern people. Southern old Southern black women, they were the best at reading people. And every time you talk, <laughs> you would hear stories about why people had bad posture, why people why people were flat footed, uh, why people had moles on their face. And my grandma's like, "Oh, they got moles on their face to mark all the times they done told lies and shit like that." My grandma would say things like that. Um, I, what was the? There was a comedian who told a story very similar uh, about how Miss Hattie had a, a s'more, had a hunched back, and she's like, "Oh, it's just because she let too many too many men go down and hunched her back." Up. <laughs> <laughs> Awful. So like. You would see you Southern women just come up with anything to talk about body deformities and shit like that to make sense of it to kids. It was like, oh, don't want to do that. That's why she ended up like that. She was out here being fast. You better not do that. And so now you standing up extra straight, extra straight, and making sure you ain't going on no dates because you'll be damned if you end up with a hunchback. <laughs> so that's that's my facial mole stories. I just did not trust. There was one woman who was my aunt. My she married in, but my aunt's uh, cousin. Mm-hmm. whose name was Ruth and she was a phenomenal woman she passed away two years ago mm-hmm. but she had a mole right over her, like in the corner of her right uh her right side of her mouth mm-hmm. and she was one of the sweetest people I've ever met also one of the tallest women I've ever met she was like 6'2 mm-hmm. my mom was 6'2 but she was like up there and like she's the only woman with a mole that I ever trusted like I'd let her drive me places I'd let her <laughs> feed me anybody else is like mm, trash can't do it <laughs> like sure no this is your cousin so no it's not I don't know I never, <laughs> not met, a cousin, never met a cousin with a mole before where'd you come from <laughs> we don't it's a family union. She lives in Missouri. Oops. Well, Missouri must be full of mole people then because I have no time. <laughs> <It'd> be- <laughs> I'm sorry for anyone who has a mole in their face right now. These do not reflect the views of this D. Is also- <laughs> this is also like seven-year-old Sharna. This is not 28-year-old Sharna. I've obviously grown past. Now I don't trust people with moles on their backs. So it's fine. <laughs> Again, these do not reflect the I've views I've seen a lot of, of backs in my day and I don't like them with moles. I don't, I don't like it. I don't have to justify or explain myself to you guys. You guys don't pay my bills. So in spring of 2008. <laughs> I hate you. 
<laughs> in the spring of 2008, Juana Barasa went to trial uh, with the prosecution alleging that she had been responsible for as many as 40 deaths. High toll. Girls Everyone's racking. abuela. That's a whole city of abuelas. That's not, 40 people is not a city. Where do you... Well, you know, there's a lot of abuelas. That's a neighborhood, maybe. There's that's a f- lot of abuelas in a neighborhood. Well, there's about... If you look at any neighborhood, there's a, every house has at least four people in it. An average of three to four people in it. Right. Times like the twelve <laughs> homes on a fine, fine neighborhood. Exactly, that's a city of abuelas. I don't know how many cities there of abuelas there are. That's a that's a maybe a assisted living facility. Say something like that. You know what we were talking about. Anyway, so <laughs> knock on wood. So she admitted to one murder again, that of Alfaro. Um, she was like, but she was saying that the motive for killing her. Now it's changed from I went there looking for laundry work and something happened in there to the resentments that she had for oh, her own mother. mama. What a way to get sympathy is one. I wonder if I to get I mean that's I mean that's one way to try to get sympathy. But girl, like at some point <laughs> you gotta get up and get the fuck over it. Like right. we all have mommy issues, but you know what we did? <laughs> you go to therapy, you know, you find healthy ways to cope. And if you can't stand your mama, she you tried. Need, she tried to do a luchador thing. She tried finding ways to express that anger. In a legal way. That doesn't make it a good way. Like, if you're going to, if you're going to, if you're becoming a wrestler or a boxer because you have anger issues, you're doing it for the wrong, wrong reason. And you're going to end up hurting yourself or somebody else because okay. you're not there for a sport. You're there for vengeance. Right. And so, so March 31st, 2008, she was found guilty on 16 charges of murder and aggravated burglary, including 11 separate accounts. Of murder. 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 Just moiting a little. Just doing a little bit of moiting. Murder. A little bit of trash. That's what I am. She was sentenced to 759 years in prison. Um, Woo! Yeah. It's a lot of time. But, you know, the the sad part about this is that since sentences imposed in Mexican courts are generally served concurrently, uh, but the maximum sentence under Mexican law is 60 years. Right. So she'll just full, she'll just die in prison. You're right. Essentially. Essentially. I mean, good. Fuck her. <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm just gonna keep saying that. Like, she deserves every terrible thing she gets. I think she was an interesting These are people's case. grandmamas. Like, that's, your, that's someone's mama, someone's like big mama. Specifically preying on the weak, though. Right, like those people, like yeah, those same people who like prey on children. Like, you're disgusting. Like, why don't you square up with another luchadora? Right. Like, right. Take, <laughs> Like, if you were trying to take them down, you've taken down MMA fighters, I might even give you, like, a little bit of crap. Like, that that takes work, sis. Right. You're out here putting in work. But you're out here killing You lift a waist to fight somebody's grandma? Not even to fight, to kill somebody. <laughs> grandma, you know grandma ain't putting on. Like, oh, she was like, hey, what are you doing? <laughs> and she was like, oh. And it was like, oh, my God. And then it was just like, late. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so... Much like our last case in Luca Magnata. This is so strange. This is like. How do you guys? So let me, let me, let me break this down. Let me, let's talk, let me talk to you guys for a minute. This is, this is not social worker Charnel. This isn't podcaster Charnel. This is the human being Charnel. Now, I'm very much single. I'm going to keep putting that out there until someone decides to change that. I mean, if you're out there, I'm looking for you. Um, I like long walks on the beach, but not ever have I been so lonely. Yes. And so tired yes. and so hopeless and so needy yes. that I would ever think about linking up with a convicted murderer. I mean. <laughs> now, if you were convicted and found not guilty due to DNA evidence, things like that, you spent four years in prison or something like that. I don't know where that Southern accent came from. Four years in prison <laughs> or whatever. And then now you got out because you didn't do anything wrong. You just got caught in the wrong place, wrong time. 
Uh, yeah, I might date you, mm-hmm. but and you mean you've been institutionalized now. I you mean, not me because they, yeah, that might become with some right. issues. But not demonizing who's been in institutions, but no, like what in your brain turns off that says you've killed probably killed forty people, forty older women. But you know what? I look at you. You know what I see? I see a stunning goddess. I see a woman who didn't let life get her down. I see a woman who saw a means to an end, an ambitious, driven, phenomenal woman. And I want to spend the rest of my life with you while you spend the rest of yours behind bars. What the fuck is this from? Where does this well, logic come from? Well, for Miguel, what, Angel? <laughs> Angel. Angel. <laughs> no, it's Angel. Don't, don't be that person. Don't be that Anglo-Saxon who's like, it's spelled angel. I'm pronouncing it angel. Like your name is it's spelled Charneel, so I'm gonna call you this, and I will punch you in the neck every time you do. Like Miguel on hell. Well, I mean, Miguel was it's a, a stage name. It sounds a like. convict as well, fellow convict. Uh, Trash. He was 74 and serving a sentence for murder in the men's section of a Santa Martha. 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 Okay. I'm not Say saying it. that other word. Akatitla. <laughs> these are fun names. Prison. I, for you. Um, where Barraza was also there. I mean, so they dated for about a year and then they were married. What, 48? So it was just like a mass. Well, that's wedding. what Mexican prisons do. Like, this is, this, no, this is the fun part. This is, this is, this is, like, <laughs> like, this is, this is a little bit Love fun. connection. This is, yeah, this is, this is the kind of exciting part. Because, I mean, <laughs> love after no, don't get me wrong. So, so there are a lot of people in prison. The majority of people in prison, um, let me, let me, let me walk that back. A lot of people in prison are in prison for nonviolent charges. Like a lot of people are yes. drug charges, which yes. doesn't make you a good person, but doesn't make you um, a oh, terrible person. Like I know, drug- <laughs> um, like we talked about this in the first episode. You're like, you know, people like that. Like you don't. Uh, <laughs> like, <laughs> my shooters cover. I might need some of your shooters. Stop! Don't say things like that on the show. <laughs> but um, they're for my shooters are for me. That's like my shooters cover. For- no, but like so. There are a lot of people who are in prison who are, you know, who are lonely and aren't looking for the companionship that their prison is affording them, i.e. not looking for the same sex relations. But Mexican prisons, they allow these things. So they hold these mass ceremonies for prisoners, convicts, whatever, who are in love with each other or pretend or act like they're in love to, you know, keep their sanity or whatever, have some companionship. So they do this. They always provide these big, they provide these big ceremonies. They provide food, music, and a cake during reception, you know. So it's, it's, I think it's a fun thing. And it's actually a Mexican uh, program called Lazos and Reclusión, Bonds and Confinement. And it just helps them forge personal relationships with each other. Um, and just so it's a way to keep, um, to keep the culture happening alive in Mexican prisons. I mean, shout out to Mexico for, isn't it funny how, there's a lot of hashtag MAGA people, like Mexico's not sending us their best, but Mexico's worst are in their prisons. Right. <laughs> Wait. <laughs> this is going to go wrong. It's not for this show. You know, no, but you're going to do it here? They're worse in their prisons, but they out here partying. I'm just thinking like salsa music and right, stuff. Right. Like, think about all the fucking chicken burritos they're eating. Right. And, I mean, shout out to y'all, uh, except for Juana. You can kick, you can kick rocks, mm-hmm. but. That's just fun. I think that's like all, I think it's a cool program to do. It's like an I think, interesting program to do to right. try to bring some to normalcy kind of, you know, to foster some interprison yeah, relationships. Positive. It's not even. It's not also not even romantic relationships. I was googling. No. no. Sometimes it's just they fostering kind of, friendship because yeah. we all know that if you're going to recover 
or deal with prison can be traumatic. Yes. Um, changes in lifestyle and lack of uh, ability, lack of freedom, loss of freedom can change the way you think. And having secure attachments, building healthy relationships with people in prison can help you maintain your sanity, um, not act out, keep you behaving well until it's time for you to go if you ever go. So I think it's a cool idea. I but am BT not a dubs. BT dubs. Yeah, let's talk about it. A year later, they got divorced. <laughs> Because she won't shit, neither will he. This is what happens when we there is there is a there is a biblical <laughs> um, thing I can throw in here where we talk about being equally yoked when you when you're seeking a companion, yeah. and that doesn't mean just both of y'all need to be not felons and both of y'all need to make seven k a year. It just means that y'all both willing to put in the same amount of work. And <laughs> these two just were not equally yoked. Not at all. He looked at Juana and said, wait, but you really killed 40 grandmas? She's like, oh, you didn't read my file? <laughs> <laughs> well, alas, she said that love is probably just not for her. Well, alas. we knew this. Well, she she had been through, this was her, what, her fourth marriage? Yeah. Her fourth or fifth marriage. So, like, she had not, in her younger years, she went to two or three right off the bat when so, she was, like, 18. Right. 18 so to 20, she'd been married So, to people twice. out there, there's someone out there for you. Because Juana found a whole And it life. just might not work. <laughs> but there's someone out there for you for the time that you for believe that moment. you can be happy. Right. Um, as far as anybody knows, if you ever invite me to your wedding and you get divorced within a year, understand that I want a full refund on the Dutch oven I bought you or the crock pot, whatever your wedding gift is. I need my money back. Thank God I didn't invite you to my first That wedding. was an investment <laughs> in your future. And if that future is foreshortened, I don't want any part of that. I need to half that money back at least. Thank God I didn't invite you to my first marriage. Your first wedding. I, I, didn't oh, want, I wouldn't have wanted to be invited <laughs> to your marriage. <laughs> you know what I mean. That's effort. <laughs> That's problems. And everyone's falling in love with me and not with each other and was calling me, not leaving me alone. I don't want any problems with that. But yes, guys, that's Juana Barasa. My no. coffee is finally uh, dying down. No, mine is just, I've been sipping this entire episode. Yeah, now yours is dying up. But I've got homework to do, so I'm up here. Like, I gotta go to work. Oops, excuse me. Whole eight hours. Yay. I get to sleep for a whole five. It's more than I do. Well, so. you know I'm not going to bed. <laughs> like, I'm gonna be done with the homework at like midnight, and I'm gonna stay up till three. I'm gonna be like, he's on light still. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm like, what work. are you doing right now? Bitch, I'm gonna play 2K. What are you doing? Are you working? Still? Working. <laughs> Bitch, I'm taking the Kings to the championship. What are you doing? <laughs> I'm here playing Fortnite, <laughs> Battle Royale. My thing at work is Mortal Kombat. That's my shit. Mortal Kombat. Yeah, Lucha Libre. <laughs> no, relax. <laughs> But that's Juana Barasa. God, this was so, this was fun. I love, it's going to be a while before we do another, uh, Spanish killer because these, (laughs) these names were a lot. So many words. And guys, like I said, I tried my best. Um, I didn't try at all. I am not, I do not speak several languages. I'm not a fluent Spanish speaker. Uh, it's just not my, it's just not my calling. It's not my ministry. Um, where can people find you? D. So you can find me on Instagram and on Twitter at D underscore light four. Um, you could also find me on Facebook. It's just D. I have to figure out how to put the at D light on it, but I actually do have like a public Facebook. You could find me now. Yay. And you like could like a fan page. Yeah. Okay. I'm not opening up my private one. Well, I was, I was like, why are you talking about Facebook? I don't have one of those. Go ahead. <laughs> and um you can also hear me every wednesday on unspoken citizen it's a political news podcast where we talk about things 
You talk about things. Well, that's things. very specific. Very, you guys yeah, can find me all over. I live on the timelines yes, usually. Yes. Um, three places. I love Snapchat. I've gotten some new Snapchat followers I did not know the oh. other day. And I was like, who are these people talking to me? You better, you better snap now. You don't ever snap. I'm no, but shout out you. to, shout out to, I can't remember your names, but shout out to like Thomas, Eric, there's a Cindy. Like, I'm sorry. You got to look at me, take pictures of the front of the gym. Um, <laughs> but shout out to you. So find me on Snapchat, Instagram, Twitter. Uh, it's under one name. It's at Charnel B. It'll be in the show notes. You can find me, um, every Wednesday. Um, that's the lie. You can find me after listening to you talk. Right? You can listen to me every Tuesday on What About Your Friends and every Monday on Boys Love Beyonce. Yeah. So uh, you guys can find the show on Twitter and on Instagram. It's at What Did You Do Pod. You can find us on Facebook, www.facebook.com backslash What Did You Do Pod. We have merch coming soon. We have a website coming soon, so look out for those links coming to the social media very soon. You can find us on Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, Stitcher, and Google Play. And XM Spoke. And where? XM Spoke. That's right. Subscribe, rate, review, tell your friends about us. Let us scratch all their itches as well. I have nothing else to say to you guys because it is late and I am hyped up on caffeine right now and my headache is gone. So, until... Two weeks from now, when we meet again and talk about another murderous bastard. I don't know. Stay cool. Stay collected. Wash your backs. And if you're celebrating a ha- holiday, happy holidays. What the fuck is a ha- holiday? Listen, <laughs> it's uh, tiredness. That's, what's <laughs> That's going what on it right sounds now. like. That must be like. I thought that was a Haitian thing. Haitian <laughs> <laughs> <Okay. laughs>